0: Sounds like what yes, a voice noticed. actor would have to go through, like do some <laughs> vocal exercises, Christopher Sean. How now about Brown Cow? How about
1: brown, brown, brown
0: cow? Now Cas Falls. Ah! <laughs> now Cas ah! Trips.
1: No! I usually am recording with headphones in, but I can't find them, so I'm just talking on the phone like a person. So I guess my ears are more attuned to the natural acoustics of my garbage house.
0: Oh! Ah! Your garbage house. <laughs> what a world. Oh, man. Um, how are you, you doing, Pete? I'm good. Just living my swole boy life. Heck yeah. How's the gym? The The gym was fine. I a friend of mine suggested that we do a marathon together. And oh, yeah? We signed up for a triathlon, and I had a scheduling conflict, so I couldn't do it in the city that I live in. But he, mm-hmm. his father never taught him how to ride a bike. And I was near him to teach him, so we got out of that, and I'm like, all right, so we already bailed out of a triathlon before, and now you want to do a marathon? <laughs> and I, I, I just told him that I, the whole idea of running, and you do marathons, the whole idea of just running, what's it, 26 miles? 26.2. 26.2 miles, and that's it? Like, that just doesn't appeal to me. I want like some sensations. I want somebody to come after me. You know, that's why I love the fight for your you life. You want to be chased 22.6 miles. Ch- ch- well, I mean, that just isn't realistic too. Like nobody would chase me for 26 miles. I would do the chasing. Hmm. Y- mm. You know, I, you can't, So you want to go uh, persistence hunting. Uh And I just, I need to have some, some things to break the monotony in my life, which is why Mm -hmm. the whole concept of marathons just doesn't really appeal to me. It's why they're nothing if not monotonous. Um, that's why kind of like the, the triathlon, like, like, Oh, you're going to get a little wet. Oh, you're going to bike a little bit. And then, Oh, you're going to get chased by people. Now Mm -hmm. you don't actually get chased in triathlon, but that's just kind of something that I psych myself. Like get away from me, get away from me. But that's kind of where I'm at. Um, been, hmm. been hitting, been doing some more cardio recently than the weights. I feel like people are just staring at me as I max out the weights. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to kind of blend in more with the population at the gym I attend. So that's kind of where I'm at with my hashtag Swole Boy. How about you, Josh?
1: Oh, good, good. Um, I... Me and my running buddies, I think, have tentatively decided to do a half Iron Man in twenty twenty-one. Okay. So you know, yeah, Jim's good. Haven't gone today. Gonna go after the pod. Been on a pretty good roll. Had a few days off here. Um I was on the like I don't like she's not trying to be the guy that's like, oh Marathon, room, I don't remember. So I haven't brought up this thought, but a thought did occur to me recently regarding this, which is the week after, um rise of skywalker came out i ran a 50k uh and i've won the 50k once before uh-huh and it was after rogue one had come out interesting so so it's... i was running with some people in a kill time i was like giving my vague takes on rogue one because i had seen rogue one but this or no sorry i messed up but this this 50k was before i'm sorry before rise of skywalker came out okay And it was very hard, it was a pain in the butt, but, you know, it was whatever, I finished, I did better than I had the first time. And I recently was thinking, you know, I think if Rise of Skywalker had come out before I ran that 50k, and I had all that long miles of solitude in the woods to think about Rise of Skywalker, Uh I don't know if I would (laughs) have (laughs) finished. You would have just broke down crying (laughs) on the side of the road. Just, Oh, it was in the woods. Uh Uh-huh. And there were not enough people that you were around people the whole time. Uh, I think the the term for that,
0: I think, is situational depression. Oh, brother. Where it just puts you really down in the dumps about that particular issue, and then it just kind of goes away. So, Josh, why don't you give us an update of your stages of um, grief that you're going through with Rise of Skywalker? Uh, Boy, oh, boy. Well, recent events haven't necessarily helped,
1: but... I mean I never I don't think I would ever hit hit what I you know they talk about dab to uh, you know denial anger what bargaining depression acceptance um I think I skipped depression more or less right and went to a sort of acceptance in never accepting it I don't know um yeah. well uh, yeah I have still have, still haven't been able to crack open the visual dictionary you and every will, time no I you think.
0: will you will I here Josh here's what you should do before mm. the um, next Sunday when these final two episodes of resistance comes out check out the visual dictionary because mm. they have inklings of they add um, there's a lot of resistance in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, they have, they reference Kaz a couple times, and it adds t- to the background of what's happening. Which, I mean, this episode mm-hmm. also does, and we'll get to that in a second. But, again, I'm, I like, I like Rise of Skywalker, so I'm not anywhere near in your headspace. But right, right. I think it, I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker more, and I'm like, oh, finally they're giving a nod to Resistance in the broader, Star Wars universe. So yeah, they haven't been very good about that. Um, I so I was at a um, tournament this weekend, a debate tournament, mm-hmm. um, and the interesting thing about Sorry, that,
1: I, I I thought you said debate tournament. I, I assume you meant to say you're at a heavyweight tournament.
0: Yeah, heavyweight debate tournament, <laughs> where you have to each time you want to make the an argument, tournament. you have to bench. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and a bunch of people that I knew liked it have since changed their opinions and were like, mm. <laughs> it would be like, I don't know, every other hour I would see somebody and they'd be like <laughs> wanting to debate me on Rise of Skywalker. Oh, god. And yeah, good. <laughs> the funny thing is this was the first time where it's a bunch of people that like know the podcast so they would just walk down the hallway and be like, Po' boys with Pete and Josh. And I was like... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like... What a life. Um, can you please... I reg- never encounter this kind of thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, there's, there's been like three or four people that I interact with that want to be on the pod to give their opinions of stuff. And I'm like, Mm. sure, if you figure it out, feel free. Also, (laughs) send an email. But
1: (laughs) they just... I just checked the emails. We ain't got nothing.
0: They just really want to uh, talk about it. And Mm -hmm. that was just kind of a wild thing. Yeah. Um, I'll say for... Oh, go ahead. I think that's what these bigger podcasts feel like at celebration where mm-hmm. just 40 people that are really just looking for a place to sit before they go to their next event in celebration or just like yeah. watching some some people talk about podcasting yeah
1: it's weird it's it's interesting that you mentioned people wanting to debate you about it i which makes me kind of think about i have been i have been driven to fury of just having to leave at parties before when people will start uh, I guess you could call it debating the prequels but really it's just hating on it but for all the Star Wars discourse you and I have right. every single week and we I mean Rise of Skywalker is a movie you and I are pretty divided on but we've never I don't know that we ever really debate them
0: no no I well I
1: like we just kind of talk about what we liked and didn't and
0: yeah yeah. I mean the animosity the, the animosity between us has really ebbed in the recent, like, month. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we're only doing one a week. Animosity. (laughs) Well, I feel like if one of us is pissed off at the other, we kind of just like, oh, that's that's such a stupid take. (laughs) Shut up. I disagree. I don't know. I think we keep it fairly civil. But I
1: think, I mean, I do say for better or worse, because I think, like, our podcast is more like be like I like this, I didn't. I'm like okay. <laughs> Whereas other podcasts might actually uh, debate that, and people might like listening to that. I don't know. You probably get enough debating in your day to day life. I don't have enough energy to debate. Well, let's throw it on a poll,
0: Clevin. Should we, should we debate more? <laughs> should we should we debate more or lift more? I, <laughs> 2020
1: man Poe Boys 2020 Hashtag for the fans
0: Speaking of Poe Boys mm-hmm. 2020 Big announcement Huge announcement oh. Alright We have um, Filed the paperwork With our Legal team They have not been on mm-hmm. the podcast yet So um, You heads, You don't really know that person Our mm-hmm. money man Cody Has um, Done everything from his Side of the Of the situation And we have filed for a new LLC in the Poe Boys Podcast Network for Mm -hmm. the upcoming Clone Wars, which is February 17th. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) Tunnel Boys! You don't say! (laughs) Tunnel Boys won in a landslide. Listeners can look back to three episodes two episodes ago where we were deciding should we be tono girls can mm-hmm. two boys of poe be considered tono girls and right. we left that up to the fans and the answer is no <laughs> absolutely you may not you dumb tums. in fact not a single person voted for tono girls oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> i just really like the idea uh, somebody looking at that Twitter and was like, "These two guys think that they can pull off Tono girls." As if, I yeah. I
1: hope that our listeners understand that there was no, I don't know, snarkiness on our end. It really was just like, what do we call the thing? Like, it wouldn't have been us affecting feminine voices and doing the whole. It just it was a it was, you know there was nothing meant by it it was, a, it was a genuine it would have just we would just call it tono girls and we' been the same thing it would have been the same thing as tono boys it would have just been a different area.
0: yeah it, i one.
1: mean well obviously probably smarter to just call it tono boys like everything else
0: i'm actually really curious what you're gonna come up with for this theme song for tono boys
1: oh yeah i gotta do that don't i I mean, I only own so many instruments.
0: Yeah, I could probably ask somebody that's musically. Pro- yeah, right. Oh, okay. Well, I was just, you know, we sure we who, shir- who are you? That guy that emailed us? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you you saw through that very quickly. <laughs> I was going to email back. Did he get to you? Email pay back. Poe boys is set, but Tonto boys on. On the other hand, money-grubbing, music guy, what's your going rate? Oh, boy. And if it's... He gave us his going rate. Oh, was it, what was it? You know what? I yeah. don't know. Should we be getting into uh, no. it? No.
1: You know, I mean, he didn't listen. He's. Not me, I don't think he listened to even five minutes of an episode. I think he listened to the theme song and said, got him, but... <laughs> to Tano boys, and that'll be in that'll be in a month's time. We've got next week. Next week is it? We're this to to, to quote Doctor Strange. We're in the end game now, baby. Um, next week we'll be talking about the series finale of Star Wars Resistance, and then after that we'll have two or three weeks off. It looks like before we uh, yeah before we get into. Clone Wars, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll be Tano Boys for a good, good chunk of months there. I don't think we'll actually change the name on the pod, like we, you know, I mean, we didn't do that. We're Mandalorian. It'll just be Tano Boys in the title, but yeah, and and that'll be that'll be what the podcast is for the yeah, foreseeable future. Twelve weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and we we do have the confirmation that they are dealing they are doing they're rolling it out week by week okay
1: no i no okay. i don't
0: i don't know i was asking
1: oh do, oh you're asking yeah i'm not i'm not okay. sure i have to i have to think so but then the other thing is i i mean i suspect august razor this bad boy it'll probably be week to week but i guess there's a world in which they do it arc by arc clone wars is usually three to four episode arc
0: yeah okay
1: I don't that I, I suspect they'll do it week to week, though, because, I mean, that's that's it. They don't got anything else going on. Resistance will be over. The movie has come and gone. I mean, there's like weird grumblings of like maybe there's an extended cut or whatever. But I, I don't know. It, it hit a billion. So I don't think they're going to do another push like that.
0: Yeah, well, and they're kind of looking at I think they're venturing in other avenues of how they can maximize star wars because like the next mm. movie comes out like what 2022 20 yeah 2022 right yeah
1: 2022 i think
0: and that's probably a december release the way that they've been using star wars Mm-hmm. so or who knows maybe they'll slot in whatever the new marvel content is yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, we shall see, we shall see. So,
0: we have uh, this episode, we're doing the series finale next week, and then... Yep, which is two episodes. We'll have uh, a recap of Resistance, a preview of Clone Wars, and then we're Tono Boys for the foreseeable future.
1: Yep. That'll be cool. That'll be exciting. So... Um, I have heard rumors that the first batch of episodes for the Clone Wars... Season 7 coming out will be this uh, Crystal Crisis on Utapal arc, which is an arc that they already released as unfinished animatics on the Lost Missions of Blu-ray, and I've already watched those <laughs> animatics. Uh, if that proves to be the case, and that is the first month of the last 12 episodes of the show that I get, I will
0: scream my head off. I haven't seen that, so that would be a nice little perspective of... Josh, who yeah. this is his Star Wars and how angry yeah. he is. And me like, oh, yeah. this is cool. Udipal. Interesting. Yeah. I like Udapal. Oh. The the Grand Inquisitor was one of my favorite characters, mainly because of Jason Isaac, but whatever. Yeah. So that is our news for and just a little blurb on what's happening in the po Boys world. Mm hmm. We have our episode 17 that we're going to get into today, which is titled mm-hmm. Rebuilding the Resistance. The official description is Venisa, Doza's fighter squadron, and the Aces launch a dangerous mission to escort resistance recruits to safety. That's about as accurate as Keep I've ever in seen. Mind. That is literally Keep as that in accurate mind. as... Keep Resistance recruits. Yeah. Keep that in mind. To escort resistance recruits. So, uh, I actually messaged you this, Josh, before we both watched the episode. Yes, and I was
1: curious what you were referring to after watching the episode today. Yeah,
0: so the Disney Now app, and, you know, every app, will have an icon of the episode, right? And I was not paying attention to any resistance this week, so the icon that I saw was... Um, Doza, Venisa, and Tora embracing each other. And Mm -hmm. I had some, like, free time Sunday, and I just kept being like, oh, I'm going to watch this, I'm going to watch this. But I kept not having the pocket, like, you know, 25, 30 minutes to watch it. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to see this, because it it literally gave me goosebumps of this, like – these two coming back to each other and it made me realize how invested i am in tora doza specifically mm-hmm. i think she's one of my favorite character one of my favorite characters in this whole show yeah she's great she's great
1: uh, me velasco i believe is the actress who voices her she does a really good job mm-hmm. um i yeah i enjoy the doza family quite a bit but yeah you had texted me i hadn't seen it yet you said you hadn't seen it but the homepage gave you chills So I logged in today to Disney Plus, and the icon for Resistance is just like a bunch of people standing around a bunch of crates for like a meeting.
0: (laughs) I was like, "You're a weird kid, Pete." I mean, that also might have given me chills too. I've really, (laughs) I, so each year, and this is only the second year I've been doing this, I do a playlist of my my yearly music. So if I hear mm-hmm. something I like, I put it into there. So, like, John Mulaney's uh, Sack Lunch Bunch. Oh, I haven't watched Yeah, there's it a song about paying attention, like, parents needing to pay attention to the kids that the guy mm-hmm. from The Talking Heads is in. I forget what his name is. Oh, David Yeah, David Byrne. Burns in it. And I just love that song so much because I feel like that with my students. <laughs> So (laughs) I was like, pay attention, pay attention. And I have been slow rolling um, Rise of Skywalker soundtrack into it. So like Uh, I my run routine right now is just something like I I pocket myself 30 minutes. I try for a 5K. Sometimes I get to and sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't. And Mm -hmm. As I'm listening to it, I'll do this like once every other workout is I'll listen to Rise of Skywalker soundtrack and then I'm just kind of transported back in there. So I just keep listening to this one song where it's when Poe has that, you know, we're not alone. People will fight for us if we give them a reason to. So Mm -hmm. if I had seen that, too, I guarantee you I would have also gone chills. I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> so your your earlier point of You're a weird duck uh, Definitely applies Regardless of the icon I am fully locked in To the show Nice
1: nice yeah I, again, Before I had seen the image Or knew what it was I assumed it was I just figured it would be Kylo Ren or something Yeah okay uh, I don't know if we're gonna see him in the so. end I think it's a showdown. I mean, they showed him in the trailer, so apparently that's... At this point,
0: we know now that it's, like, in the finale. I mean, they have to show... If I had to guess, I would say the showdown is with Hux, and whatever happens is the reason he gets demoted, Mm. and then Kylo is, like, demoting him in the background or something like that.
1: Do you think we will hear... The dead speak and the finale next week no ugh, not even not even remotely we have two episodes yeah that's what i'm saying like what are we go- okay
0: not to choreograph my thoughts <laughs> <laughs> too early this did not feel like the third to final episode no it didn't this felt like it was an episode that was the midpoint of the season
1: yeah i suppose i yeah i just and it's it has a big moment in that at the end Captain Doza is finally accepting that he is a part of this war. He's a part of this. Fight. Yeah. Um, does make it all the stranger that he's essentially. Imprisoning everyone on that ship and refusing to let anyone leave. And that was also like, and also we're going to war. But then again, I guess that is what it is to be a citizen of a country. But yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that was the big moment. So I guess the finale will be like, well, this is what, you know, now these people are actively involved. And in the whole, the community is actively involved in this conflict. I don't know. The war of this all is starting to, I don't know. It's a lot. A lot of war. I mean, it's a lot of like, join the war. Do the right thing. Join the war. I don't know. It left me with... A little bit of unease. That's the thing with Star Wars. You know, you have to have the wars, and they just, like, keep going. Yeah, the wars don't seem to ever end. And, yeah, and so it does kind of just like heroism is going to war, which is like, you know, I just, you know, I was... Once I started, when I was a swim coach, uh, I coached a lot of, you know, very little kids, right. but continue to watch them grow up, and it would... You know, I would. it would be these kids I remember being like three and pretty much drowning in a kiddie pool. <laughs> and then they'd be, you know, a little older and playing Call of Duty like way too young. Right. And kind of I feel like taking the wrong things away from it or it's just I don't know. Anytime you are discussing war in a entertainment targeted towards a younger audience and this actually unlike Call of Duty which those kids should not have been playing. This actually is targeted towards a younger audience. And so does to- I actually have a similar story to that.
0: Yeah, I so I teach a group of seniors, and when we got back from break, we were only there for like a week since this is, you know, mid January. And they kept talking about, oh, are we gonna get drafted into fighting Iran? And mm-hmm. they didn't realize that the draft age is 20, but <laughs> they are not within the age range to actually do it. I think it's 20 to 26. But a couple of them were like, yeah, it'll be really fun to like have a gun and like go out and do stuff. And I'm like, this is horrifying. The idea, the, the amount of those games that you play is kind of desensitizing the true kind of conflict. And we're so disconnected from those people, but it's still like, it's not a game for when these conflicts actually happen. Right. Yeah. And it, I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting not to choreograph too much of,
1: you know, ASL or whatever, but like I'm hearing the helicopters overhead at my house right now that are covering the big giant rally where everybody Uh, dressed up like they're in a Call of Duty game (laughs) based on some of the coverage I'm seeing of the event and it does just I don't know this is like a very broad topic that I you know not a huge amount to do with stars but again I mean it is you know and it's you know I'm not trying to like bash arm conflict or say there's never any reason to go to war if you go to war you're a bad person or something like that that is a the case with the viewpoint I'm trying to express here, the viewpoint I'm trying to express here is when you are talking about war, as I said, in a piece of media that is aimed at children you're selling toys yeah. and stuff, uh, I think you have to really put some thought into that. And this episode, I think, really stumbled on some of it. Uh, and the Seawall Trilogy at large has sort of stumbled on it. Now with the rise of Skywalker in particular really leaning into, like, Oh, yeah, these stormtroopers are people
0: slaves. Like they were child soldiers, they were kidnapped and enslaved. And let's oh you murdered a bunch? Oh, some fell off a Star yeah. Destroyer? Well so then not the ones we've named.
1: <laughs> right. So then when you have that shuttle being shot down though, mm-hmm. and that shuttle is resistance recruits. They're going they are joining the war. Yeah. They are joining the war. They are a side in a war, and they are shot down. And Kaz says, "Those are innocent people." But Kaz has just killed other yeah, people. he's killed like three people, right? Uh, and granted, they had weapons. A shuttle does not. Um, but it is just—it's—it's it's weird, murky. I like—I don't know. I just would like i, I wish. Um, maybe I don't—I don't know. I—I I lack the tact to talk to a child about war through the shroud of popular culture well i don't think
0: i don't think people really have to do
1: that though right like exactly right like we but i mean when it's called star wars you kind of do yeah i don't know i think there's a responsibility that was maybe a little bit neglected i don't think willfully with the express purpose of (laughs) glorifying these things to kids but at the end of the day you know. Kaz's heroism and Kaz's insistence on joining the mm-hmm. war um, in the same episode where they are kind of maligning other systems that, quote, Would rather surrender than go to yeah. war. Um, it just sends a strange message and an uncertain one that uh, rubbed me the wrong way, I think, a little bit.
0: So let's get into this
1: episode a little
0: bit. Yeah, We have uh, Vanessa and we get to see some um, X-Wings We see that Norath and uh, a person from... Hugh? I actually... I have the episode... I have the Wikipedia up right now. Let me take a... Let me take a look.
1: This Hugh Let me take a
0: look real quick. Kaz's buddy. uh,
1: Face of an 11-year-old boy. Voice of a 65-year-old man. right. Let's see... He's his Sam Witwer is the voice actor who. Provides oh, the voice. okay. He is the voice of oh, Maul. that
0: that makes he sense why I hated this son. character. Oh, good yeah. it, I, <laughs> I do not I, like Sam one Witwer. Time,
1: what? Oh yeah. boy! Just like that's heresy. Just, we're we're never gonna get any fans with you talking like this. <laughs> we got the bold takes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, oh the wrong boy. takes I like Sam Woodward's Performance the yeah, no, mall's good lot. But just like Stick to your lane but. Just be Maul Well I think The other thing too <laughs> well, With that is I really don't like Starkiller Like I just wish That whole Part of Star Wars Would be gone Yeah oh, I wish Force That unleashed? whole I don't want Well it is it's Right but legend. I just Want it to be So gone You're worried It will
1: Rear its head in Yeah
0: I, I don't want that con- I, I don't I want that Concept uh, I mm-hmm. I like Mal. I know, I like him as Maul. I did not think that it like disrespected Ray Park or anything like that. No. But that makes so much sense. Where I'm like, shut up, you dweeb! Like, Kaz is my <laughs> dude. Like, okay, like, fine. He almost got kicked yeah. out a couple times. Okay. But like, he's he's supposed to be Kaz's peer, and he
1: looks like a little baby boy. And I mean, he sounds like a full grown man. He sounds. Older than Sam Whitworth, Uh-huh. And it, like, one time, me and my buddy were walking back from swim practice, go figure. And we saw what appeared to be, like, a small boy messing around uh, at right. a fence. He was just like, screwing around on the fence. And he looked younger than us. We were probably 13 okay. at the time. And so I yelled across the street, hey, kid, what are you doing? And this very little boy... Goes fucking raspberries <laughs> in the <laughs> deepest voice I've ever heard in my whole life, <laughs> and so I was having flashbacks to that because again, little Hugh shows up, little pale nerdy teenage-looking guy, and there's like, well, "How you doing there, Kaz? It's me, your old buddy Hugh from back in the day when we were in seventh grade two years uh-huh. ago." It's it was distracting.
0: That so I I was at one point disappointed that Norath is a pilot. But then I also think that like Hmm. that makes perfect sense that Norath is like Kaz, where he got transported into a job that he was not fit for. But he was originally a pilot because they they wear multiple Uh, hats. So it kind of reinforced the idea that they're making these resistance fighters do a bunch of jobs that they are not equipped for because they just don't have mm-hmm. the infrastructure. They don't have the people. So looking back and thinking about it, I'm like, this makes a lot of sense after my misgivings.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that's always, I mean, back when I did read visual dictionaries, I read, you know, the uh-huh. last Jedi one and stuff. And one of the things that that really, um, conveyed is like, yeah, every, everyone here is wearing more than one hat because the resistance just is not so like, yes, Rose is a pilot, Rose is a mechanic. Because, you know, if you can do a skill, you're not just going to be stuck in one lane because we, they don't have uh, one thing they luxury. really
0: didn't do super well in Last Jedi. And granted, you know, Scott did her uh, did her wrong. Rose is the reason they had that cloaking technology. That they were able to, like, hide the ships until, you know, DJ uncovered it. But that was her stuff, like her invention Ah. That was the reason that they were able to get out because she was originally brought on because of her um, engineering skills. And then her sister was not as talented or something or wanted was more willing to be in the fight, which is why she was on that bomber group. But like Rose Mm -hmm. brought something significant to the table that they showed they showed in the novelization, but they didn't. Uh, Touch upon During the movie So Mm. we get This nice reunion We have um, A a scene where the squad Sets up and We get hype phase on Being hype phase on A great scene of him (laughs) Being like I'm the best (laughs) What do you need let's go do it I slap It's just it's I really enjoy with this show that we are getting some payoffs for characters, right? It's – we're never going to learn about Bokeval. We're never going to le- learn about um, the Swedish one whose name I'm forgetting right now. Fenrir or Fenris. Fenris or- maybe, yeah. But the characters that we have some episodes for, we're seeing real character growth for that of – You know, Kaz having growth and then people picking at his past but seeing how far he's come. Hype being a person that was not in the fight and now is, you know, willing to do this without saying, hey, I don't want to do this. I have no interest. I'm all about myself, which he still is all about himself, but Mm -hmm. it's still directed towards helping out Vanessa. Mm -hmm. So we get a scene where they are in orbit we get to see dantooine in the show no we don't
1: <laughs> dantooine once again relegated to just being something you see <laughs> from space.
0: yeah so i mean i guess from
1: the sky they are in the upper atmosphere yeah. of it but they do not touch down on yeah dantooine.
0: you could i mean it's kind of like Midwest America, where if you got put like if you got put in like a cornfield, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between like Nebraska, Iowa, or Kansas, because it's also flat. I was like, oh, hmm. we're on Lethal. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> so they have this brief interaction where they just destroy these Tie fighters. We get the Doza maneuver, which is just a loop. Right? No, was it the Doza yeah, dive or I, the Doza maneuver?
1: It was the Doza dive, but and I, I actively made a point. I was like, oh, cool, this will be something choreographed, and I made a good-faith effort to try and follow what the maneuver was. And, it, yeah, it seemed like the Doza dive is just where um, Tora blows up a TIE fighter, and then her mom blows up a yeah, TIE fighter. Yeah, which—
0: it does seem like that's a realistic maneuver. Like, that's something that you could take in a real f- dogfight that you just break off and then have the other take out each other's tail. So, I was, I was fine with that. The mm-hmm. transports are up in the air, and then we get to the... First order section of the show of it. And they deploy all of our named characters. They deploy grumpy old woman who's the squadron leader. They deploy Tam and they deploy Chase Rucklin. So for what, like four or five minutes, we get this. O- OK. dogfight. was not my favorite of the show.
1: Yeah, it was solid i mean they the show does a really good job of of creating drama and and energy within and without the cockpit like the animation's on point um i mean does a dive aside i and again this isn't a complaint i just maybe i wasn't paying enough attention i didn't understand what the maneuver was that i will admit that might be on me um but it i thought they did a really good job with the sound editing and editing in and out of the cockpits and stuff like that it it, it moved real well and it was communicated well and i understood mostly what was what was going on yeah you got tam and chase rucklin and then hugh Hugh. delivers the only non-lethal shot to a tie fighter (laughs) that's ever been documented and shoots just tam's ship in such a way that tam actually winds up interestingly i think a few parallels here um tam and and uh Tierney have a discussion that I feel is is mirrored a little bit in discussions that Tora has with her mm-hmm. mom, um, where you you're kind of talking about their place within the larger organization or or they're you know just going into the right. battle. And then Tam, with her ship disabled, watching the battle from a safe distance, but disabled in the ship was uh, kind of reminiscent of Kaz being stranded in his down ship. Okay, um, an episode ago, it you know I you know not the height of literature or anything, but it, I, I felt like there was some parallels going on there. And while she's disabled, her squad leader gets taken out, which puts her in command. And James Ruckland, who I am still waiting for to be irreparably clowned, and I really thought this would be the episode. Well, honestly, got clown pretty good in this episode, but um, he ends up downing one of the shuttles, one yeah. of the three shuttles. And they're able to escape, the, the resistance and two of the shuttles with that third shuttle is shot down which of course then Kaz goes over to all those innocent people
0: um, and Tam gets a big promotion yeah Tam does get a pretty big promotion I just want to say for a second so the mm-hmm. the their commander's name was Lieutenant Gallic who's the Woman with some right, bun, yeah, the right, yeah, the person with no personality okay. and was like, you, had a "You should have died, yeah. <laughs> Chase." <laughs> get back and get back in line. Yeah. <laughs> Which, thinking back, is a pretty good line because Chase Rucklin is awful. But yeah, her helmet was pretty cool. That little like red line was yes interesting, and, and they did a good cloak. job of you thinking that the person that was locking on to Kaz was like Jace, like he was. It was more of like a, oh my gosh, this is going to happen kind of situation. And then Vanessa just destroys uh, Lieutenant Gallic. So it, it was, it's yeah. nice. I want. Prompting her to go. Yeah. What the? I want like to see all of them gone. So we still have Pyre. <laughs> Tyranny needs to go. Chase needs to go. Tam will be redeemed because this is Star Wars. And she'll mm-hmm. have some situation occur but the dogfight was good um and then yeah we end up back at the colossus with you know the
1: people that they were able to save um and you have tam who has failed in taking down all the shuttles but she you know under her watch one of the shuttles was down she gets a promotion so it's this weird did you fail did you see it? whatever and then similarly on the resistance side of things you have Kaz and uh, Tam and Hype all really taking the loss of that one shuttle pretty hard and then Vanessa, Vanessa, Vanessa I apologize I keep mispronouncing that character's name so I just keep calling her towards mom isn't that reductive of me uh, explaining like you know you, you still did good and you know so at that point Captain Doza and Vanessa uh, have a little talk and Doza agrees to let her squadron jade squadron um suit up like have a base on the colossus and the colossus is pretty much part of the resistance now
0: which is i mean they have a full squadron now assuming the ace is all join. so that's yeah the the interesting thing is like that is when we see rise of skywalker them leave right like the squadron that's on the colossus is probably a third the size of that But it's still a third that does not show Mm -hmm. up in Rise of Skywalker until, you know, later on, because we see the we have confirmation that the fireball is in Rise of Skywalker. So it's it's gearing up. I think that we're both upset that there isn't more. And the placing of this, which is saying that we like the content We just kind of wish that there was more of the content.
1: I get, like, more and less yeah. at the same time. Like, it it just feels like so little happened over so long, and I wish... I don't know. I don't know. It's been a curious
0: season. Yeah. It's, it's definitely... I mean, we're never going to know, but I, I'm always curious to think, like, when they mapped out the next season, how many of these things did they already have in the hopper? And how many of these things...
1: And was it really planned as the... I don't know. Was this really, truly a two-season story that they wrote? And, like, what... Yeah. What was the... What was the story? I mean, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll have a better idea when we have it yeah. ending, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I'm just curious what the... What the idea of this? story... I don't know. What story this tells within... Star Wars as a whole, like, what message they are trying to convey with this specific story. So... I
0: don't know. The last episode... Are you you good, Josh? Uh,
1: Real quick, Jamming comms just seems like um, they could do that in A New Hope, and 30 years have passed, and the idea that you could still just push a button and effectively utterly silence the communication abilities of a ship, and it just seems to be whoever pushes that button first wins... Seems kind of bonkers. I don't care. It's Star Wars, but I had a laugh. Well, they, over they that. haven't really
0: improved the Tie Fighter <laughs> because they really don't care about the pilots at all. They're like, you should die. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the the that's true. The the Tie Fighters are the Stormtroopers of space. Yeah. Um, we get another interpretation of Ray's
1: theme mixed into the music here, which I you know I like the theme. I do appreciate it. It is the second time it's been used this season, and neither of which really had anything to do. Um, with uh-huh. Ray or anything necessarily. So it's been a little uh, weird. I'm a music geek like that. So I like its, it's use in this week's episode. Kind of felt like, well, well, why didn't you just use Pete's favorite jam, March of the Resistance? That would have fit really well for this. But they didn't. They didn't interpret that. They, you know, used a bit of Ray's theme, the melody from that. Mm-hmm. It was just an interesting choice. Uh, Tam pointing out hey, but wait, aren't transport shuttles unarmed? <laughs> look lady do you know that they blew up Hosnian Prime or what who can't get in line what do you think is going on I don't what are they I don't buy it I don't understand yeah agreed I guess there's literally like one gun on Hosnian Prime or something so that's enough that you can blow them up. Like, I just I think
0: know. that it's a wealth thing for for Tam of like she has nothing and I think Hosnian Prime is seen as like The bourgeoisie of like, oh, Mm -hmm. hey, all these rich people, they're gone. Oh, no. But. But if that's the case, then get into that. They're never going to explain. That's That's an interesting. That's just like me thinking about that. But I mean, I'm not a Tam person. You're not a Tam person. I mean, I, I want to be. I enjoy
1: the performance. I liked the character at first, but I just it's it's very Walking Dead where the Walking Dead would just. And I don't watch it anymore, but in the early seasons, it would just seem to, like, arbitrarily be like, oh, you know what? This character, uh, you know, whatever. One person has said one negative thing about this character, so now we're going to make them a parody of themselves and they're going to make nonsense decisions. And so it just, Tam feels like a character to me that's been wronged by the writing, which, in my humble opinion, not to assault Angus Ray or what, you know, I just, but her, her her character and where her morality lies and what yeah. is and isn't okay seem arbitrary and they seem in flux. Because, I mean, again, it seems like at this point she has to know that Starkiller Base blew up, like, five planets. She's never expressed any issue with that. Somehow, to her, Kaz's betrayal, if you can even call it that, because I, you know... I get he lies, sir. I don't know. Is is that is enough to dwarf a, a planetary genocide? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I just I I wish they would keep her consistent. It just makes no sense to me. Where she, where her head's at? Where her morality is at? What the code she's following is? Because um, on the one hand, it's like well, betrayal is horrible, but blowing up a planet Worse. is whatever. But also don't blow up unarmed shuttles like that's her. It seems to be set, the table seems to be set for that to be her come to the light moment. When that shuttle goes down, she's like, what am I doing? Uh,
0: but I mean, like they blow freak planets. I don't know. I don't know. And that's all. So I got. we won't get into the description for the last episode. Uh, it is titled The Escape. And is it part one it, and part two? It, or? On Wikipedia just says the escape is the upcoming 18th and 19th episodes. So, OK, um, it is going to be the conclusion to the series. We'll talk about that specific episode next week, and then we'll have a series recap the week after that. And then we are Tono boys for the foreseeable future. Oh, it may be a Jedi Fallen Order episode yeah. somewhere uh, in there. Yeah, at some point we <laughs> really need to talk about that. So if you'd like to reach us, yeah. poboyspodcast at gmail.com is our email. You can reach out at us at Twitter. We have so many followers. At poboyspodcast, mm-hmm. at, oh, just at poboyspodcast. I think we have a YouTube account, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let me tell you,
1: the Twitter thing, we haven't gotten a new follower in forever, which is fine, whatever. I recently, after Rise of Skywalker, was like, I got to get off of Star Wars Twitter. So I haven't logged into our Twitter account for a while, and which means I haven't been tweeting from it for a while, not that I have a heavy uh-huh. presence on it anyway, but it really seems to have no bearing on, oh, maybe we did get some new followers. <laughs> um, it really seems to have no correlation to our yeah, numbers, because well, th- our numbers go up. Our numbers have been going up fairly steadily. I mean, they're nothing huge, but like we're doing better and better. Granted, in small increments, and like, Twitter, our Twitter game just seems like nothing. It's weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, we also are not... A big thing that people like is posting just memes of stuff, and... Mm-hmm. But then I made that meme about Star Wars
1: Resistance DVD, nobody even
0: liked it even at
1: all. It was such <laughs> a good meme, whatever. But I also think we ended up getting involved in the the Twitter sphere that we ended up being vaguely Mm -hmm. a part of, if you could consider us a part of anything, was not very resistance heavy. I think we ended up in a little corner that is much more like Raylos than Star Wars Resistance fans, which is not just anything bad about Raylos. This isn't a Raylo podcast. Like the whole time we, I don't, I rarely see anyone talking about Star Wars Resistance, and I'm sure there's people on Twitter talking about it, but we never ingratiated ourselves To that circle, which was perhaps a mistake on our part. Um, whatever. See ya.